Dear Sean, fuck you, fuck you bloody. Hello and fuck off. This is the 3C RPG podcast and my name is Harrison Hunt. With me is James Clark. Good day to you. And it's the birthday lad. Sean, you're 38 today. It's uh, Sean Hunt. <laughs> Thank you. Sean Hunt, the absolute run. Go on in. So, uh, yeah, that's right. This is an RPG podcast and today we got feedback, we got news punch, we got what we've been slaying and the main subject which we're going to be doing. Now, Sean, I thought I'd surprise you with this. Right? This yeah, is part of your punishment. Family-friendly games. Well, (laughs) that's what I wrote on the plan. That's what I told Sean we're doing family-friendly RPGs. But we're doing the most thorough, in-depth review of Savage Pathfinder. You're going to be doing it. But I haven't written anything down. Well, maybe you should have thought about that before you did nothing for months. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Sean's going to be doing Savage Pathfinder today. Look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, we're going to end with the... Uh, electro letters segment uh, yeah so Sean you got an app to look forward to the, the uh, all the fans letters. are excited about yeah. this you ran a campaign so you know it you know you yeah. know, you yeah, know. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much it you run a campaign you know the thing what you did so you have to get we get you have to get about 40 to 50 minutes of content about Savage Pathfinder out uh, oh that's sweet <laughs> shall we do some feedback <laughs> yeah the feedback side the feedback side Yeah. First one comes in from Illicited Illithid. Uh, he simply shares a picture of a skeleton sitting at a waiting table, like a waiting room. And it says, "Waiting for an episode where Sean is an actual participant." I mean, I now Sean, you know, you, no, I'll you participate. really, no, you you participate as in you turn up and you say you agree with James. But recently, I was listening to so last episode, right? We <laughs> did. Uh, what was it how to end a campaign? And you've ended a campaign recently that was oh, very yeah. good. Oh, and obviously, it was listeners, one of the nicest endings as we spoke about. Well, you know, and, and tears and listeners, were listeners, they wanted to hear about your techniques because you're talented, but you Thanks. brought nothing except for get fly high, whatever. You just no, I yeah, but like, I, I was, all right, I wrote that in the. I wrote that. In yeah, but it was your. I wrote shorthand and gave the bullet points. Harrison added yeah, the, the words. But the point was for you to edit it. You did absolutely nothing. And then, and then it was the previous one as well where we talked about, what was it? Uh, prepare oh, for it a was, campaign. It, no, it was, uh, it was how to kill your players and get oh, away yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Sean, oh, yeah, Sean, you just basically said, I agree with everything James just said. Oh, that was a low point, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, but uh, then you did it again the next episode. Well, I did. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Um, like no, no, but seriously, but like, like, no, no, but seriously, you got to start doing it. something. I've smashed it in certain episodes, but maybe I am. I genuinely try to think of ones where you may have smashed it. Any of Sean's fans? There was just silence there from Sean. And, and I've asked, I've asked for the fans no, who can't no, immediately answer us. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's no. it's rough. I'm that cool guy. And so we you're are like at the con. I'm like the cool guy at the table. Yeah, you're like just you're above all of this, and you don't even give a shit anymore. Like, yeah, I'll get, no, I get no, it. I get no, it. You, the, you know, you've got not, you've got celebrity. No, like, now you're on here, and you've you become too big for your boots. But your face ain't big <laughs> for the, the boot. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. But there are punishments that are going to be oh, laid upon okay, you today. Right. I.e., the main subject. E.g., something else that we're going to surprise you with. I thought I was getting a vinegar in us. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, James has devised the punishment, and I was going to go really cruel with it, but he's gone a bit less cruel, oh, and cool. uh, less. that'll be another surprise. So you've got the main subject, <laughs> and you've got that. Now, um, another thing is that Alyssa Dillithid, he, he longest episode, he sent in a uh, an electro letter talking about how he has to spend an hour recapping his game before he even gets into it, and he just oh, yeah. wishes he'd, his players would. Yeah. Um, that was um, upsetting to hear. Yeah, that really they, they would just upset. take notes. It turns out we said that he's probably exaggerating for effect, right? And he said, he says this, I resent the doubt laid upon me in the new episode. We started at about 11.30 and finished the recap at quarter to one. Harrison did mention what I think is one problem. We play bi-weekly and no one takes notes during play because it's hard to write and pay attention. I'm just irritated because we talked about it being a very complicated campaign during session zero and they all said it was what they wanted. So it's really complicated. It's what they wanted, but none of them are bothering to um, remember where they're at so that they can continue. See, I don't think they understood what he meant by complicated because what he's doing is he's he's running the, I think it's the Call of Cthulhu campaign called the Masks of Nihalotep. Masks of Nihalotep. Narealo tap. Narealo tap. That's a good one. It is, it is a good, good one. one, but the thing is, it's very complicated. It has a lot of threads to follow. It's got loads of handouts. All of this. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu is definitely, uh, especially if you're running from one of those books. It's it one can of the more be complicated. Very, it can ones. be, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think probably. Now I've got two theories about this. Either he said it's going to be complicated, and they thought that they could handle it, and they can't. Or they didn't have any idea how complicated it was going to be. They probably thought, well, it'd be in-depth game mechanics and, you know, it would be a semi-complicated campaign with few characters to follow, not like hundreds of threads that we all have to remember. Spending an hour recapping is just not good. But I can't... I, see, the thing is, is the only thing I will say is that you, he's going to have to... The only advice I can possibly give is he's going to have to talk to his players again and just say... Look, um, is this too complicated to what you actually imagined? Yeah. If so, shall we take a rain check and run something else? Or, or, or at the end of every um, session, like you have to get summary from everyone, and that summary will mean that they'll retain it more. To be That's fair, a great idea. Yeah, just say say. Uh, it, it, you, I wonder how to do it without sounding patronising, though, because you know, if you got to the end of each episode and you went, right, what did we learn? No, no, to just go that right, guys. Let's recap. Yeah. With, right, uh, so to recap, here are the main points. Maybe write it on a tiny whiteboard or something. Yeah. Well, um, and be, take a picture and put it on the group. With uh, Cthulhu, we've uh, at the end. I mean, I think uh, especially with Call of Cthulhu, like you, like you're going to need a nudge from the GM uh, a lot in the game. Uh, but then it is a bit strange because I don't like, think I, it, if that, you've read any Lovecraft stories, right? They're not that complicated in terms of mysteries. They're nothing more complicated than, say, an Agatha Christie novel, right? No. But, but, but for some reason, these big world-spanning campaign modules, they tend to be complicated because I guess that's the way you keep a campaign like that going. But it's... I don't know, man. I don't know what the solution... I think you just need to... If it were me, I'd call it a day or I'd do what James said and just, like, recap at the end of each session. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, maybe include a list of bullet points as to what happened on the group but then he did mention it's players don't read that anyway well that's what uh, you used to do uh, 
at the end of when we played a long campaign in Call of Cthulhu like you're like well done guys you did this you did this uh, next time we'll get to this so. yeah yeah I suppose so yeah it's, and it's also, hard. It's, also another thing is like um, in, in the campaign that we're playing at the moment with MCC I wouldn't say it's complicated but in a world where you can do pretty much anything at the end of each session I will say right what are your goals for the next one although I did forget to do that this week although no actually you were midway through a dungeon so it doesn't really count but yeah he could do that end each game by going right this is what we got done where do you want to go next game what do you want to do and then maybe that will help them to keep it in their mind because they'll look forward to what they've already planned for the next episode then it gives him a manner in which he can plan as well it does yeah but also we've been watching Happy Valley recently and that is written in such a way where often the characters will go uh, uh, somebody be like oh my god that bloody chuffing criminals out of jail again what that the guy. one who raped your daughter and then she's like yeah that one and then it'll yeah, be he like, raped her fucking blind so he raped her right up the chuff and then so like something like that maybe like, like the characters in universe sort of saying like that yeah their interactions also, like when they, when somebody says to them oh my god the great grub thub nub is about to be summoned and then somebody will go what the demonic monster of that cult that you've been dealing with has been summoning this whole time yeah that could be a way around I it to be honest I mean though, it's not elegant but it's, yeah. it's a way around it it's time to call it a day on Call of Duty call it a day just, play, just fucking play D&D mate exactly yeah, just, maybe, maybe just play D&D or something no uh, I think try James's advice try my advice see what happens call of and then if all else fails take Sean's advice and just play D&D yeah all right, next one comes in from Pistachio Cultist of Sean. He says, get fly, What's get that? high and fly her her. He said, feedback. Sean is the best thing to happen to this crummy podcast since Harrison downloaded a pirated copy of Fruity Loops. Yeah. <laughs> I want to oh, say for legal yeah. reasons, uh, that copy of Fruity Loops 9 is not pirated. And the reason I haven't got the update is not because I didn't buy it legally. It's because I don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want. To don't need it. Don't need it, mate. Don't, don't need it. Need mate. It. Features. For wimps. Features are for wimps. Yeah, that's right. Features are for w- microphones are for wimps. That's a fact. Anyway, all you want to do is ride around, Sally. What are you doing? I just have a little sing song. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Bargle the infamous. He says, "I just bought Savage Pathfinder, and my first impressions are a bit strong on the things that D and D is weak at. Yes. The party is trying to escape from a room with a locked trap door, while water is beginning to pour in, and the instructions for disabling the lock on the trap door are written in ancient runes. And the weak, and weak on the things that D and D is strong at. The ogre now has eighty-three percent as many hit points as he did last round. <laughs> Going to some detail on your experiences with running traditional dungeon fantasy systems in other than D and D slash Pathfinder make, might make for an interesting discussion. I mean, like sort of like DCC and stuff. Well, no, that is D and D though, isn't it? It was D and D based. Yeah, we've done Savage Worlds fantasies. Uh, I think Savage Pathfinder. We've done a lot of traditional dungeon calls in that in your campaign. Yeah, definitely. And I think the way the way in which, like, like he says, the things that he's strong at is the. I think because of in Savage Worlds you have extras, which are essentially if they take one wound they die, and then you got wild cards, which Sean was trying to make everything a wild card for oh, some mate, reason. That was, uh, um, and those take three on size. Though. No, it isn't based on size. Like you got like yeah, like if you look at it, there's a lot of like oh we'll get to this in the main. Subject. Yeah, like like beholders in that yeah they have three wounds. Because but they're campaign level enemies. Like, you tried to say that clay like golems, fe- like phoenixes. Well, clay golems wouldn't. A but. phoenix should be a wild card. It's a phoenix, bro. Yeah. yeah. 
You were like, oh, this goblin, man, he's got a deep backstory. What about but the no- fucking, yeah, the clay monster or the slug? Be like, oh, yeah, oh, the just giant cards. slugs, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, 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 a slug has never been the main character of anything. Wind. One extra wind. No, it's not main character. You're, like, you're a fuck. Sometimes, like, deadly mess. But I tell you what like, it is, is that when a lot of people like to have dungeons that are populated with a lot of monsters and a lot of minor fights. But in D&D, rolling initiative takes fucking ages. And in Savage Worlds, you just deal a bunch of cards. And it made those minor encounters much more palatable it to wasn't be, like every single thing needed to be a big fucking hoo-ha about getting into a fight drawing out hoo-ha. the map things like this it was just i i felt like it did the, the quickness and the exploration a lot better and then when it came to the big fights they lasted longer and i, I oh, like yeah that. definitely you're slicing yeah. through the minor enemies taking a couple of wounds here and there but it's like much more it, well, do, it does the very thing that D does but without the faff especially just it's when it comes to combat the, the, because of how the system lends itself to the battles and that's exactly why why I think it, they happen like that yeah like you say small Eminies Eminies because I can't, can't Eminies speak. are Scrooge <laughs> can't get dispatched real quick and then the large ones take a lot longer well yeah. and sometimes you know it's, sometimes yeah, I mean in Sean's campaign you're going to end fights with Eminies and they've been host pool like pretty often but um, the I, I feel like yeah that's that's pretty much the thing it does better than anything else and also Savage Worlds because it's got Bennies and it's got loads of really cool edges it means that everyone has a unique fighting style like all yeah. fighters roughly in D&D are just hitting things you might have a few uh, feats and things like this but ultimately the edges they come quicker uh, and and more often in in Savage Worlds so it feels like you were building up a unique fighting style right from the beginning. I mean, I've never yeah. seen a character in a game uh, who, who's a wizard with a staff get more kills than the wizard in uh, Solomon Kane, oh, just with his, with his staff. Because spellcasting is something that takes time in Solomon Kane, not so much in Pathfinder. But it's like, that guy, if you get a lucky roll in Savage Worlds, it means you can kill someone with something. Do you know what I mean? And I've heard Eric Lamoury put it like in uh, the film Casino, where Joe Pesci kills somebody with a pen. It's a little bit like that. So like, it's yeah. probably not going to work, but if you're lucky enough, you could kill somebody exactly. with a weapon like that. Well, how about like the other character builds, such as um, having a dwarf barbarian who's so nimble, he has the highest pace out of anyone in the team. And you expect yeah. he's, a, he's a fat oaf with, like, he's meant to be a brute force. Tiny legs as well. Yeah, and he's just like... But he knows how to use them. He was quite, six, quite tall for a dwarf, but he still had the stub. Oh, he was only tall for a dwarf because we had a miniature that looked tall. That was, <laughs> that's the only reason that you say that. It's not actually... Oh, okay. <laughs> my miniature was smaller than his because I was using a dwarf miniature. <laughs> confusing, very confusing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like in a lot of ways it speeds things up and it really gives that feel like like in D&D really you're only going to be swashbuckling and doing cool shit if the DM or your characters describe it in that way yeah it's Savage Worlds like we had somebody that had the combat adaptability edge or whatever the fuck it's called and it meant that he could get one time uses of edges during combat and it was like yeah pretty much anyone's edges um, from any class as long as it's on the same level so he could use first strike counter attack sweep all of these things which made him like a really adaptable fighter which meant that he was fighting like you see in the movies not just describing it like you see in the movies yeah yeah a lot better and there's that perfect amount of crunch as well yeah that's right um and i feel like uh yeah D &D, especially 5e can have a lot of crunch dcc less so but then there are some bits that are still slower than games like savage worlds or things like yeah i agree 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear that noise. Um, that means it's the, uh, it's the interrupting uh, Sean quiz. That's What's right, Sean. Uh, James has prepared a fantastic quiz for you. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is part of your punishment, but yeah. uh, of course, everyone knows what that sound means. Right, good. So I um, we'll just need to lay down the rules, and they're simple. Yeah. Um, you have to pick one answer. <laughs> one answer. Sean, shut up. That's the normal jingle we always play when we do this segment. Don't <laughs> don't do that because you're interrupting the. <laughs> Mate. That's wicked. Right, rules are simple. Pick one answer out of those presented within two seconds. That is all. <laughs> right, so James, you question ready? one. Sean, listen Hang closely. On, let me play the jingle. Yeah, that means we're on question one. I'm listening. Right. Do you think the earth is A, portrait, or B, landscape? La- no. No. Portrait. Quick. Portrait. Right. Answered. Sean, you're such a conspiracy <laughs> nut, man. That is so stupid. <laughs> right. That is such a stupid okay, answer. I didn't have the proper you're an idiot. Yeah, good. All right, Sean. Next right. question. Next question. All right. Is that good noise? No. In oh. 2003, Avril Lavigne, yeah. was she A, killed and replaced by a clone, or B, died and replaced by her body double, Melissa Vandella? Uh killed and then replaced by a buddy sure uh, killed God, and that's what why do you always answer? bring up this conspiracy stuff man that wasn't even an answer you su- those, that's the idiot alarm those why, those, why those, do you always bring this stuff up basically the same you, answer you flipping the same answer one how is, is it the same answer one is murdered and the other one's one is just clone. died yeah oh, yeah, like, yeah one's a clone the other one's a body double yeah I think she they're died. completely different you're always bringing this stuff up so Avril Lavigne's Melissa right oh, such cool, an yeah. idiot conspiracy so do you think the government use harp the high frequency active oral research program oh, to know? control the weather yeah. or they're using chemtrails to poison and control our levels of population. Very good question. Very good question. Uh, I mean, it's not really like the chemtrail. No, no. There's just just two answers. The top Choose one. one. Pick top one. one. So they're using harp to control the weather. Oh, for goodness' sake! Fucking sure, and that conspiracy. is such, you're such a conspiracy nut, man. Why do you? No, but like, oh, they're yeah, using yeah, harp yeah, right, to good. control the weather. Right, and that's that's it. Alright, cool. Shall we get like, on to the news? Yeah, I think we should. I remember when Jesse Ventura oh, went no, 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 on. Sure, no, sh- sh- stop bringing up conspiracies all the time. Fuck's sake. <laughs> right, let's do the news. Oh, yeah, news punch. Um, Pirate Borg does a racist... Yeah, so basically, um, Limithron, the creator of the pirate-themed Morkborg supplement, Pirate Which? Borg, apologises for a racist monkey caricature in book. That was a headline um, that was uh, on Reddit, but then it linked to the apology This is available on Kickstarter. Yeah. So basically, and in our opinion, Luke Stratton, who is uh, from Limithron, Limithron LLC accidentally did a racist in Morkborg's latest instalment and new addition to the collection, Pirate Borg. He created a creature called the Rope Monkey, who was drawn hunched over with a rope-like dreadlocks and was of African descent. The statement on Pirate Borg's Kickstarter is very well and clearly, sincerely written, states that while he was trying to be super inclusive and diverse, his... He called a black man a monkey. Exactly. His depiction of a historical term for rigging monkey was a complete oversight. 
So uh, they, um, yeah, he, he messed up massively. But since then, they've hired a sensitivity reader to review the entire book. Oh, for fuck's sake. They're changing the name to Deck Ghoul, updating the book everywhere, and offering free text stickers and playing cards online and at conventions. And... They're offering replacement copies of the second printing of the book for free and only asking for postage and packaging to so be I paid So I imagine for. that this racist one will be, uh, like, worth a lot of money. Then. No, probably yeah. not, because Pirate Borg is, like, not big enough. See, I do I do think, I do think that uh, that he's trying to take steps in the right direction, but the idea yeah. of having a diversity reader... It's yeah. like stupid as fuck. Like if you really, well, I think they have to do it now to the social media. They have to say that they're doing it. I doing mean, they definitely yeah. are doing it because I, I feel it's sincere. But it's a case. It might of, just be getting a mate to have a once over. Yeah. But the idea that they're so in, insensitive that they can't figure out. I will say, I think, I think looking at the picture, it does look like it. Okay, it could be interpreted that it's a black man, but it doesn't necessarily look like one. No. What it looks like to me is that it was it drawn like in made a, out of wood. It, yeah, or it was Fish. like um, a sort of scratchy style of artwork that can be interpreted like a number of ways. Like it's a bit edgy. But I looked at it and I didn't immediately think black guy. But then you could you could think that. Well, and if you I see think, the word rope monkey above his head. But what? But all it meant is monkey, as in. Well, it's the, it's like, it's the like, Riggin as, monkey was the original historical term, wasn't it? Right. So, so the point is, is that that all he was doing was using a historical term. The I don't think the intent was there to be racist in no, any way. No, it was complete accident, yeah. a stupid yeah. mistake. But I yeah. suppose he's now trying to really to, dumb oversight. Really but. dumb oversight. But it's good, like they're they're getting it out there like quickly and uh, doing all this like really fast and not doing I think like I think a, I think giving free copies that is of the second printing I is quite like, like the idea of those um, tech stickers and stuff because it's like you can just choose to stick it over the top and you're also getting those um those playing cards at the addition at a convention so you can just walk up to their table and say can I have a um a uh, deck ghoul um card please and is deck ghoul it. any better though really well, it's because yeah. of the style of art. They're keeping the art style because it's, it's done. Yeah. But they're just renaming it and then just printing it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think in, intention-wise, I don't think it was bad. I, oh, no, I, I, and I think they're trying to make good on it. It seems a little bit sort of... Uh, it's a little bit cringe the way the manner in which they're doing it, but it's also kind of cool that they are sort of just making shit and going, here, have this, let's sort it out. Yeah, I do like the, st- the efforts... Yeah, you can't to, you to... can't knock it. You really can't. Uh, but uh, it is quite funny the mistake that they. Oh, made. I mean, it's hilarious. Like, really calling a black person a monkey. Right, re- re- that is really the the biggest mistake you could it possibly is. make. I mean, it's even written in um in the the actual full uh, a statement on the Kickstarter. It says even after, yeah, I, I drew them like blah 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 like this, and even after that point, writing this now, I cannot believe I did not see it. <laughs> he was probably yeah. just writing the thick of writing and just didn't just wasn't thinking straight yeah. like he was just it was just all, all getting out there but yeah fair enough I mean what can you do what can you do he's, he's made a mistake he's, he's owned up to it and uh, yes yeah, it's, it's good I, I actually think but uh, you know I've got problems with Pirate Borg because why is it called Pirate Borg for a starters so it means Pirate Fort yeah true yeah, that's stupid it. stupid it should be Cyborg was you know it should be... That was good. Yeah, because well, that makes sense. Yeah. But it should be Mork Boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the, well, what's no, the Norwegian be, for bo- boat? Should it be, be like, Mork Aborg. 
That would actually be good. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, it would still make no sense, oh, actually, but it would be better. All aboard is more for trains, isn't it? All aboard. <laughs> All right. Well, we're copywriting that idea right now. It's pirate oh. board, but it's train based. Oh, that'd be cool. How it, it would be cool, like, but imagine trying to board another train because typically they're only really sort of single track. No, so in the game, you can only board stuff. A Borg, you're getting Borgig. <laughs> but um, no, what I'm thinking is, you know, in like ship battles, when they try to get sort of like a, like T-bone other ships and fire the cannons. Yeah. Imagine trying to do that in a train, how hard that would be. <laughs> you're like, the track doesn't deviate until we get to Derby, so we're really going to have to wait here. And the two trains, are, they're just leaning out the window, shaking, shaking their fists. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, in about five hours, you're fucked. Um, yeah, copyright. Uh, what would we call it, though? Oh, yeah, all the Borg. Yeah. Alright, good. Copyright. Next that is it for news. Shall we do some what we've been saying? Yeah, boy. What you slaying? Obviously, we've been playing Mutant Crew Classics recently. Uh, started up a sort of, uh, what would you call it? Like an open world sandbox campaign of uh, of MCC. Um, I, I personally think it's, it's very enjoyable, but... Um, Oh, you know what time it is. Why does this keep happening? Oh, oh, it's horrible. All right. was... <laughs> it's time for the second round of the quiz, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's it, Shawhan. Conspiracy. Right, Shawhan. Let's go, let's go. Right. All right. Same rules. I'm ready for Same it. rules apply. These, these noises sort of jar, like, sort of like... I wish everyone could actually helping. see Sean's face. I can't really... Sean, these are the noises we always do for this segment. Why do you keep on going on about it like it's a big well, deal? Uh, <laughs> right. I've never... Sean, ears, ears up. Ears yeah. up, nose uh, down. Right. The Twin Towers. Yeah, fell due to that. a controlled explosion or yeah. NORAD deliberately ordered their fighter jets to stand down and let the uh, hijacked planes reach their targets. Uh, I know I know the answer. Quicker. It's obvious. Quicker. Quick. Controlled explosion or NORAD leniency? NORAD leniency. Oh, for goodness sake. Fucking I mean, Sean and his conspiracy thinks. That's the conspiracy chainsaw. I mean, Christ. Well, no, Sean, why do you always have to... It's, every it's, why no, can't no, be no, why can't there be what? what do you mean that's what do you not mean? an option Sean. that's not even the option that wasn't even in like, right, like James come, James is, no I'm really fucking pissed off actually because James is coming with a perfectly normal quiz and you have to bring it down to conspiracy shit yeah, yeah but they're both it. conspiracy answers what, uh, what do you mean what are you talking about Sean what, you, you're such a right are you ready for question five question no, five question five the moon landing was filmed A high in the Hollywood Hills or B in area 51 Good question. Good uh, question. Uh, Quicker. Well, Quicker. Filmed in Stanley Kubrick. No, qu- no, it's not an answer. That's not even an answer on there. Find Hollywood Hills or Area 51. Hollywood Hills. Conspiracy well, alert. Stupid answer, Surely, that's a stu- that is a stupid <laughs> answer. And you're an silly. idiot for thinking it. Yeah. Okay. Why do you, the, the thing is, right, he's put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. And you're making a mockery of Absolute it by talking mockery. about... <laughs> Yeah, but they're both. Oh, like, I reckon that Al Qaeda done it. What are you talking about? Yeah, but those are both shit. You reckon? Oh, uh, George Bush. But you're the one who wanted this. Sean. He hasn't been in power for ages. Stop going on about him. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah. Right. Question six. <laughs> the 
the British royal family, aka lizard people, yeah, drink right. blood to keep up their appearances, or simply change shape as they are shape-shifting interdimensional reptilians? Um, life or those? Really. No, there's only two answers, Sean. Because um, they like blood or shape-shifting uh, aliens. Sean, just pick one of the answers. Blood uh, or aliens? Re- uh, uh, reptilians. Yeah. Oh, so aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Oh, right, that's yeah. ridic- No, that's ridiculous. They're neither, obviously. Because oh, I mean, no. neither of those things exist. I don't even know why I mean, you would say I mean, that. God how bless you, the Queen. How She's do you know? Not, I don't even. She? How do you know they don't exist? I don't. You just live like this box life. <laughs> See, this is where this is where it always comes. Look, you know the I mean? thing is, right? He's giving you right. multiple choice. You got like, right, and you always pick the answer that's like the stupid one. It makes got, no sense. You got like, always the conspiracy answer with you. Yeah, you got like choose some bark and that. Go out to the. Oh go God, out to that the one spooked me. <laughs> I thought something smashed. Ah, oh, here they come. And that sound, obviously, as you well know, listeners, because we've done this segment many times, signals the end of that quiz for now. We've done it zero times. So, um, musical classics. Um, yeah, where we're up to at the moment is uh, obviously these guys are part of the last humanoid settlement uh, on the on the planet of uh, Terra AD, and. Um, yeah, so we've got we've got three characters. We've got Unit Truckton, Sean, who apparently keeps getting um, mutations to deal with uh, growing long in various ways. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, plasticity, so I can... Plasticity, giant weenus, and uh, grow slash shrink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's such I a know. coincidence, because it is a D100 table, and you keep getting all of these ones. But... Um, at the moment, so the guys are accepting missions from aboard. They're, they're the warders of the town, which means that they can uh, go go out of there. And uh, just to finish the characters, so uh, yeah, we've got Ranchid, who is a... He was a flying rat. He's now not, because he lost one of his mutations. He's not raccoon. a rat, even. A raccoon, mate. Raccoon. Yeah, that's it. Whatever, rodent. Um... And uh, yeah, and of course uh, we've got the other one, which is Frankie, who's a plantient who is can regenerate, and he's a mold man. Yeah, he, he plays as a mushroom, but he's a moldy bitch. Oh no, I changed his mini. I changed oh, his now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. a flapper mold now. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, these guys are warders, and it means they're the ones that are allowed to go out of the village and uh, do requests for people. And of course, there was these two kids that recently snuck out and uh, uh, found a toy shop where they wanted to get a uh, Sailor Moon figure from. Um, and that was sort of the mission the guys had to do. So they went there, um, and they basically, long story short, they got this Sailor Moon figure, but beneath uh, this toy shop was these horrible, dank hallways where the employees used to live, and uh, um, it's like a post-apocalyptic setting, right? So, it, uh, But it's like after several disasters, 12,000 years in the future, and things are a little bit strange. And as they're underneath there, they get attacked by what they know to be an archangel, right? Because... Their god is this planetary defense system, which is a giant robot slash computer that lives underneath the uh, underneath the Earth, and he created all robot life forms. And this giant robot then attacks them, which they know to be an archangel. Um, they fight it, difficult fight. At the end of it, and um, they they're divvying up all of the spoils. And of course, Sean, you had a bit of a shit moment. What it means is uh, obviously that these guys, their god, is attacking them in some way, or mm. is at least being defensive against them. Not only that, but then to, then he drops his uh, plasma twelve foot plasma sword. And uh, Sean, you being the tank with the stretchy arms and like the hard nut of the team, you really want it. But but another yeah, player took on, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, everyone, you know. Everyone, no, early, I was fine. Early bird, you know. Early worm gets the worm. 
Yeah, but um, I was... felt a bit sorry for you because um, Frankie, who's the planting character that also wanted it, he's got 18 AC. He's got fairly decent attacks on him. I mean, 18 is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, that's... He's not yeah. the strongest of the team, but he is the most defensive of the team. He's a shield now. He's now become the tank. He should have specialised in his defence and given you the sword so you had something. I agree, yeah. But, but he got he, greedy. He got greedy and now he's got 18 defence best that, fucking you know weapon what, in the game. You know what frustrated me most about that um, PvP roll-off that you had to do to see who was quick enough to actually grab it? Oh, yeah. Um, the thing that frustrated me most is that he's got um, his artificial intelligence check is low. Like, really, really low. And that it's like... So no, he that? actually cannot be recognised as a human by any AIs. But fortunately, although a lot of magic item, magic items, artefacts, uh, which are essentially magic items, they do have AIs in them. This sword is not one of them. So it can right. use it, but his artefact check also happens to be the lowest out of all it, of you guys. It probably responds to body heat or something like that, this sword. Yeah, but, but, his, but the thing is, like, I, I really felt like... Your character's had a bad run of it recently, Sean, and and you needed a little boost, a little something, right? I agree, but at least... And like, he should have just given it to you. But I, he was he saw a fucking beam sword and he wanted it, and that was that. 100%, but... I've I mean, never seen such greed. Because he, it's literally, um, what's the fucking thing? It's a Star Wars or something. Yeah, and he loves Star Wars because he's a brain-dead moron. Oh, that's it. Or beam sword from Smash Brothers, but yeah. Yeah, well, you know, any manner of beam sword. Uh, so, but yeah, at least I had the initiative uh, initiative to uh, reward myself uh, with <laughs> the Funko stuff that I got. And, yeah, Sean scooped uh, also, up loads of Funko Pops to make some armour out of it. Now, I know it's not the strongest. as well. Yeah, so he took some metal from the Archangel as well, the robot. Uh, James, you took its basic body plating and made some armor out of yeah. it, or got it made into armor. And Sean took a sheet of metal to upgrade his stone axe into an angel metal one, which was a fucking good idea. And now you've got Funko armor as well, which is just a bunch of Funko pops sewn together. You know, what I thought was really funny yeah. about the Funko armor um, bit was that Sean for ages had been talking about it, even out of games, like yeah, just get the Funko armor. And then um, <laughs> when we were out doing the dungeon crawl, basically. Um, he manages to find another artifact which is an invisible um, like flak jacket oh, yeah. Flag, yeah, invisible flak that. jacket so he puts it on and it allows you to remain stylish without everyone seeing this flak jacket on you yeah and only got, if it's got batteries which it has at the yeah. moment <laughs> so at the fair. moment you can see it but then he gets his Funko armour and it's only a plus one AC whereas like, the flak jacket is like plus this? three Ah, uh, but it worked out though, because yeah, you you did it, the the flak jacket find was a random roll on a D one hundred artifact table, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was a good find, and it was unlikely. So making the Funko armor was a good idea. The only thing is, obviously, oh, a bunch idea. of plastic dolls are not gonna <laughs> make good armor. So it's only a plus one, but it will allow you to float in water. Do you reckon? Well, oh yeah, did, that's true. We did put it on our lackey that we uh, exactly. We did, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Because you guys hired a couple of hirelings, Hunt uh, and Hart and you put um, <laughs> you put the Funko armor on Hunt yeah. so uh, it's good because he's got plus one where he previously had plus fuck all so yeah no, I mean exactly. it was worth it and, and the angel metal sword you've gone up from a D5 to a D10 in yeah, terms that's of damage ridiculous. Yeah. which is an axe sorry which is way better um What's cool is, uh, well, I can't really say that, but like we're using, for minor magic items, we're using the 100 Weird Widgets um, thing that Nick and I made for the 3T Publishing on drive to rpg by now. Uh, and you can pay more than the asking price, actually. Yeah, so allowed. really do, really do that. It's worth more than that. We've got probably like 
probably like maybe ten pounds more enjoyment out of it. I'd I say. would say definitely ten pounds. Yeah, thank you, Sean. That's good. Oh, good. He's redeemed himself, hasn't he? <laughs> nah, not really. No. Uh, um, look at him. Love but yeah, so so a lot of them. The way that we came up with them really was that Nick named just put names into a document and then I fleshed them out. But a lot of them, we wanted them to seem useless but have uses for people intuitive enough to fine use form right the invisible flak jacket is it's just a good piece of armor but if you power it and people don't see that you're wearing armor it's possible they might not see you as a threat like that type of thing yeah Mm. Uh, james for example has got a chin rest for people that live in apartments the size of cupboards if they want to have a sleep but yeah but it's actually good as a reaching stick yeah reaching stick and also um one to pin someone against the wall by their neck with exactly so yeah i mean it's pretty it's been pretty good and and uh yeah i'm i'm liking it the only thing is is that because it's completely sandbox and open there is a board with missions on it the guys don't have to do them but that has been the most focus of it so far and but it does mean that you can go to places where there are very very high level monsters very early on yeah so we've only kind of just realized that since the uh, end of last session because harrison reminded us um, oh yeah, you can well, I think just. The game reminded us. Sean really. was trying to fucking tell everyone, and he was like, "Maybe we should come back here later, guys." And then nobody listened. Oh, yeah. but it's like when you get started. Yeah, but on he something. was probably talking at his normal voice level, which is really quiet. Yeah, it was like, "No, So essentially, yeah, they were gonna. This guy's posted a thing. The the Smith in the uh, town that they live in, which is like this old. Um, town that used to belong to the ancient ones and it's got an electric fence the electric fence has recently been fucking up and things like this and they were going to sort that out later because they reckon it's linked to something going on uh, below a hatch underneath the smithy right mm. but first of all the guy posted a thing asking to get his wife back because she'd left him a note and fucked off out of nowhere and gone into the jungle so and he's really annoyed about it. So that took priority over the fact that there was radiation coming out from under a smithy and the hatch was sort of like wobbling and about to explode. <laughs> but the guys um, decided to go for that. So they went down into this facility that was underneath uh, underneath the entirety of the village, an old ancient one's facility. And it turns out the, the reason the electric fence keeps on going down is because there's these beings that eat, eat electricity down there and they're chomping on all the wires down in this old facility that used to power the electric fence. So um, the guys went down there and realised that these things have an armour class of 18. They don't hit too hard, but they're very difficult to hit. And Sean, you just had, you just had the worst night. Yeah, I, I uh, fell on the floor right at the beginning. Uh, so in then- DCC, when you fumble... You have to. There, there's an effect that happens. So if you do, if you roll a one, so Sean hit himself for normal damage and in fell prone. Fa- yeah, in the face, yeah. and then uh, I knocked myself onto the to the floor, and uh, I couldn't really get up because I was surrounded. So I had to stay on the floor and keep attacking. Well, you'd have to that- use an action to get up, and you didn't yeah. want to. So, but it so meant that everyone down. was getting crit after crit because he was prone, yeah. and it was just like bam, bam, and just um, getting fucked up. Well, he ended up going down, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I did, but luckily yeah. uh, you like shot, like you defibbed me. Yeah, because yeah, James's character can generate electricity, so he defibbed him. But yeah, you had a rough night, and I mean, but the good thing is you had the forethought to obviously you'd given your weapons and armor over to the smith, but you waited for those before you went down there. No, yeah. I, d- I didn't wait. Do you uh, remember how many times no, he reached for the axe? Sean was like, there. right, I get my axe out. And then I was like, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually described it in game. I was like, right, so you reach for your axe and you grab nothing but air. Your trusty axe, you remember you left upstairs. Yeah, he um, yeah, the, he was, like, my character was kind of just 
like really used to that action like just yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and um you did do you did end up doing some cool stuff because one of the mutations you have is uh mental blast yeah and that came in very handy because if you're not if you ain't got a weapon you you were hurting stuff quite a lot and i think everyone contributed in some meaningful way but i think perhaps my favorite moment and basically to cut a long story short where we got to is that they cleared out some some of these monsters found a key card to go into the next area and then decided to go back to town to rest but during the first fight where they see these monsters chewing on the wires of a vending machine, James took some took cover behind a plant and then and then threw the plant. And then uh, I was like, right, this thing attacks you. And he, and he was like, but I'm behind cover. And I'm like, you threw the cover. And then James literally did a slow turn, completely sincerely, and looked like that surprise Pikachu meme. <laughs> he was just like... <laughs> It was like, yeah, yeah. You throw your cover, you don't have cover. That's, That's the sad thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely did a booboo on that. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone got a little bit fucked up, except Sean was the most because you went down without weapons or armor and fumbled, and then we're just getting wild on on the floor. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but handily, you got your armor back now. You've got your flat jacket uh, and you've got your angel metal axe. So going back down there a bit more healed and also with two new hirelings on board uh, yeah and where we left it levels. off was um we managed to get into this computer room which we ended up um kind of realizing that it opens the doors we didn't know if it would open all of them and we asked them to open up a specific door um but then we just Harrison made the sound of all the doors opening so we're like quick close it their and ai recognition role wasn't good enough and they yeah. were dealing with this Pierce Brosnan AI that was on the computer and uh, yeah they just opened every door at once and there was there happened to be a room that had four of these electricity beasts in there uh, but you managed to close it quick enough to where you trapped one of them halfway in the door and then it sort of squoze out and then and now but three of them still behind the door so you only have to deal with one yeah. and that's where we left it um, it was it was pretty good and you've got the two zero levels sort of on guard there at the moment yeah but they have just shouted what the fuck is that and then uh, now yeah, and it's racing towards but them but that's, that's their job though really the only thing is I thought I thought we <laughs> could their exactly. job is to die although like Tabuscus seems to care more about Hask than the I don't know why he cares they're both essentially they're just zero levels they've got more personality as they play throughout the game but like fucking he's, he loves Hask for some reason and I don't know why it's just they went to the pub <laughs> and I was like guy. how many do you want to just the name it's literally yeah. that I was like how many do you want to hire they're like four because creds and then I gave them two in uh, like really quickly and then Sean panics and just went Hask <laughs> <laughs> stupid stupid as fuck but um yeah, I mean, it's. I, I mean, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the balls off of it, and I hope um, you guys are too. Mate, we and do. It's we great. It's great. So we are. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> hoping that I'm hoping. I, like Sean, you've had a bad run of it with your character, but with your new armor and your new weapon, I hope that it's come back. Like it's I feel like every mark, after every yeah. session, I, te- I text Sean. I'm like, mate, I'm well sorry. Like it's <laughs> not on purpose, but your character keeps getting fucked up. No, I think it's just like to be fair. It depends on the character, but we're all gonna have like, a difficulty spike with the way we. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, uh, Frankie, the Plantian character, he has had a lot of trouble hitting things up until now. We've all had trouble in different elements because you. So your trouble or issue is the fact that you're the tank, but you can't seem to be the tank in battles, right? Not yet. Not <laughs> and yet. then, but <laughs> my issue is I lost like a really 
really good mutation. I feel like you're a good starting character. Definitely. Well, yeah, because you can gain and lose mutations. And James started with flight and electrical generation, which is an amazing combination. But unfortunately, lost flight. But yeah. you gained symbiotic touch. Yeah, I lost flight. I lost yeah. my plus five intelligence. So that oh, was yeah, a that really was, that was yeah, a, that was a kick in the teeth. But um, yeah, so we've all had shit times. And I, f- I think <laughs> like we're kind of lucky that we have a plantian on the team. Otherwise, it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's MCC, right? Sorry it's it's a DCC a variant, and it's it's fucking hard. And I actually think in a, in a lot of ways, MCC gives you a few more tools to survive than even DCC does. Yeah, it especially does, with yeah. the the mutations, because some of them are fucking amazing. And the clans as well. Yeah, exactly. Because you guys are part of the Children of the Glow, and that gives you a plus five check to. Um, mutations and mutations work a lot like spells so to put it in perspective to get plus five like on 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 spell checks and dcc you'd even need to have like a monstrously high intelligence score if i recall correctly or be level five yeah so it's like but it balances out because we're at disadvantage because we almost always have to like play in radiation every time yeah every time you see it because you worship it and you need to try and get new radiations and i mean yeah if we roll lucky on that all the time then it's going to be great but we as proven yeah we we don't but then you whenever you use a mutation you always um run that risk of losing it or it mutating into a defect or whatever hasn't happened yet but it could yeah, and you've been quite careful about not using it all the time, Sean. But then, when it came to that last dungeon, uh, getting halfway through it, you really—well, I mean, you didn't really have much option but to use your mental blast because you left your axe upstairs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to rest for a bit longer and stuff. So anyway, um, the, the one I will say, the, but where we left it is kind of funny because essentially, um, all robots are created in God's image in this in this world, right? So they're perfect in every way. That because God is all powerful, as far as these guys know. Anyway, the person who posted the uh, the the job about the electricity fucking up was their chief, Viceroy the Lossless, who's a who's a robot. They bring the fucking the the, the bit of paper back up to him, and they're like, um, "Right, we're here for a reward." And the paper says, um, "It says, okay, we just want somebody to go down there and diagnose the problem," yeah. which they've done. Diagnose. He, he, the robot, had somehow forgotten that, despite his name, the Lostlers, and is now saying that you know he, he won't reward the guys until they actually f- sort it completely out. Um, but he has offered them a position on the church choir as a consolation prize, <coughs> and we happen to be—it happens to be halfway through a Saturday today on the game, and then. Uh, at the moment on the game and then tomorrow Sunday so it's church and you guys haven't practiced at the to choir be fair, at all we could have probably gone about an hour because like I think we fulfilled that contract and he should have created a new job for us he, he did. did he, he did. printed he did. it again no, he printed he a new one out he yeah. did but he should have paid us no but the, he did man the, the gift be of being fair, in the choir that yeah that's, the, that's it didn't state that there was any reward on it as well so there was two no, mock-ups one no, was diagnosed no it said 30 tokens didn't it no, no that's no, the new one no that, that's oh, the new okay. one he's now yeah, offered right. you 30 creds but Shit. originally okay. it just said the reward will be the decent basically and uh, that was the choir I mean, it was a, it was a supposedly easy time. But anyway, look, you've got thirty creds on the table. But he seemed genuinely confused, and so something's not right here. Um, not only that, but you've been attacked by a robot as well, which also isn't right because they're supposed to protect yeah, you. So, yeah. so shit's going on. The plot thickens. But um, something magical happened as well, didn't it, lads? Because because uh, Nick, he said he was going to do something. 
He actually came through. He came through. We played Alien, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, boy. We, we've been going on about it. It's, it's, it's the Half-Life 3 gaming, except now it isn't because it came out. It's more like the Shenmue 3. Yeah. Except that was rubbish and this was fun. Um, yeah, so Nick is uh, running us through the plot point campaign of the Alien RPG from Free League. Um, where we left it off last is that we are the crew of this sh- ship that was meant to do a delivery. On the way, we come across this fucking uh, huge-ass uh, old derelict um, that belonged to Wayland yutani our employers. So we have to go and investigate it, try and recover as much of it as we can, including staff, equipment, all of this shit. And and some like not to spoil anything i mean like big surprise there's aliens on board there's eggs on there oh yeah um yeah and so last game was sort of like uh we we kind of left it where we'd encountered a xenomorph fought it somebody's suit was losing air rapidly and we kind of had to get the air systems on this ship that we joined uh online try to see if there are any crew alive, try to salvage as much equipment as possible, and salvage the entire ship, actually. Mate. So we kind of had to get the thrusters of this big ship online so that we could tandem it back to whatever planet we were going to. Yeah, our main main mission, essentially, was to get the engine going, wasn't it? Yeah, so we spent a lot of the last game exploring and things like this um, and trying to figure out systems while the alien was sort of running around in the pipes and uh, and attacking us. So we were all a bit rusty on the rules because it's been a while since we played, but it was still it was still mega fun. I thought it was great because um, uh, quite obvious that Nick was um, he was he was a bit nervous at the beginning because when he was giving us the backstory and stuff, you could hear it in his voice. But I tell you what, within a few minutes, he slotted right yeah, back in. It was about it. ten minutes. I, I think we all did as well because it was like I, I definitely forgot what my character sounded like. But oh, we all had our, our yeah, relationships between each other on our lists there and stuff like this. So it was yeah. sort of like just sliding straight back into our, our roles. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. Gained a lot of stress. A lot of people nearly died. Um, I did think it was quite funny at one point, though, because I, I can't remember how you get stress. Uh, it's when you push a roll. Uh, it's when you push a roll or you bad. fail a roll in a certain yeah. way. You fail a roll, and then if you push it, you have to gain stress to then do it. Or if you So, so that means you well. gain a stress dice. So every yeah. time you then roll, you run the risk. You, you might become more likely to succeed because your adrenaline is up but you also get more uh, you're more likely to get a terrible effect from it right yeah because you have to include the um, mod for the stress because then it'll be like a, I don't know whatever, whatever stress points you got is minus that amount and it is it can get really fucky really quickly because it really does snowball but there was a point where the alien fucked up in a certain way and James was like ah alien gets stress I'm like no no because the alien's not stressed it's loving it it's attacking us it's only the players that get stressed but I would love that if the alien suddenly had like a fucking um, stress breakdown and it was like right you see the alien uh, he stops has a fag has a fag (laughs) or he's sitting in the corner writing poetry it was, like, it was a face hugger as well, and I was like, I don't think face huggers are particularly. They're sentient. not capable of it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, they jump at a face, they rape it. That's basically their whole mo, really. Face rape. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fucking awesome as usual. And uh, what I liked was that you the whole game is uh, I forgot this was that it's all turn based, and so Nick gets his turn, and it sort of really does add the tension when you're all milling around. And it was like, right, I get to do a few movements, and he's obviously got a secret layer. <laughs> on roll 20 yeah. and he's moving his fucking thing about and he's like right here we go we got that's all done and uh oh and then um 
no nick if you're listening it was it was amazing sorry that i've done your voice like that um but uh yeah so we ended up where we got the air back online we identified that in the cryo chamber there were there was an old crew but we left them in there because they were safe for the moment and we went back to our ship and started towing the other one whilst its thrusters were online so that's where we left it and we got i reckon one or two more episodes left and i can't fucking wait yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was absolutely amazing. I proper loved the chuff out of it. It was all wicked, fam. Anyway, um, so that's it for what we've been saying. MCC and Alien, well, good. Name, subject, magic. Name, subject, Tokyo. Name, subject. So, Sean, um, right, it's time for you to do your Savage Pathfinder segment. Another day. No, you're doing it now. Because I've already read the show notes. He did. Checkmate. That's annoying that he did. But, uh, Sean, we are doing something for your birthday here. Yeah. Right? I should have punished you and made you do Savage Pathfinder from memory. But, um, you're just saying it's for my birthday. No, this is for your birthday. Shut up and why don't you listen to my intro and then we'll see. We'll see if you. All right. Good. Big Eyes Small Mouth, otherwise known as BESM or BESM, is the world's biggest anime role-playing game. See, Sean? Oh. You love anime. All right, thanks. Taking its name from the way anime lads are often drawn, while the game has been criticised in the past for being shallow, it is on the fourth edition and boasts incredible presentation. Not only that, but the history of the game is a long and storied one, with its base rules being used for some very good, but now out of print, official license games, before those were ten a penny and mostly shit, such as the <laughs> Sailor Moon RPG, the Dominion Tank Police RPG, and the Tenchi Muyo one too. That's why today we will not be talking about Big Eyes, Small Mouth, but we'll instead be talking about Big Breasts, Small Waist, a hentai spin-off parody of Big Eyes, Small Mouth. I figured as it's Sean's birthday and he loves anime, instead of doing an episode about an RPG you might want to hear about, we'll do this one. That, that's sort of like people are going to be annoyed at me now. Well, this is your fault. Let's call it what it it's is. It's your fault for like an anime and hentai. That is... Because <laughs> we don't. Like, I've never even looked at the internet. What is a full metal alchemist, you know? <laughs> um, that's yeah, not so, hentai. Hmm? Well, how do you know that? But Sean's still facts. How do you know that that's not? And, you know, it's just been a while since we've reviewed this type of game, right? So I happened to stumble across it recently. And so, and just so that your internet history, dear listener, isn't clogged up with filth, today we're going to take a deep dive into Big Breast Small Waste for your listening displeasure. So BBSW is not a slick production, it should be said. It's a fairly short PDF with zero artwork, ex- artwork except for an ASCII logo with an ab- the abbreviated title. But it is semi-infamous amongst the right circle, or the wrong circles. I've, I've seen fans of Bigger Eyes, Bigger Chungus who criticise this game for not giving hentai the respect that it deserves. I've also seen posts on forums from people who have had this game unwittingly pulled out on them during a long-running campaign of BESM. So to be clear, I'm not entirely sure what to think on this game going in, right? I think it's a parody in every sense of the word and not actually to be taken seriously. But who knows, lads? This could be fun. Sean, are you looking at your phone? I'm listening to you. Oh, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this game actually could be fun, right? It might actually be a good game. I reckon um, Sean's going to love it and he's going to want to immediately play it. He's going to derail MCC. 
he's going to get everyone like, killed on purpose and then be like, is that right? BBSW? All right, yeah, but like we took like we we're, for shots fired at me, but like Harrison just happened to stumble across this like, for you. Wh- yeah. Whoops. Yeah, when I was researching stuff for your birthday episode. Oh, okay. So okay. you know, if you want to, if we, if you want to start firing shots back at me, then you better have your bloody invisible flak jacket on because I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> anyway, underneath the ASCII logo at the top of the PDF book, it reads "Big Breast, Small Waist: The Hentai Role Playing Game" by Zaratustra, and in brackets it says "Shrooms 0 at yahoo.com In a moment of extreme boredom, version. 0.5. So you know you're in for a treat when it's patently obvious the RPG was likely written by a stoner, probably in one sitting. Christ. Did you write this? No. Um, but without any preamble, though, it bams right into character generation. And you have 12 character points, which you distribute amongst the stats, which, which are the, the stats, which are endurance, appearance, charisma, intelligence, and potency. All of these have what I suppose are supposed to be funny explanations next to them. And this being a game about, you know, adult hugs and sex attacks and whatnot, we can assume that endurance, you know, is how long you can, you know. But the book, the way it it puts it, it says, covers all um, physical feats of strength and agility. All of them. Yeah, yeah, but it's like covers all um, physical, so it's sort of like a, it's like a wink and a nod. You don't need a wink and a nod. You need a wank and a... Nod. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's suggestive, you see. It's like, carry on. It's like, like, instead of going, this is used specifically for sex, it's like, eh, you know, it's for, um, uh, you know, (laughs) whip. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, oi, oi. See? Yeah, I mean... But like, surely, like this covers all f- lush feats of strength. It, it, it does as well, but that. you know, it's it's telling you that um, you know, you can use it for <laughs> oh. But next to intelligence, the uh, the actual description of intelligence it just says uh question mark. That's very funny, you see. Mm. So did Butthead write this then? Uh, yes, with his friend Beavis. Um, but yeah, potency though. That's that. What is that? Well, your actual endurance, because it works... Uh, it, potency is like your actual endurance, right? Because it works like hit points. It determines how long you can you can go, and and literally and figuratively, as the book puts it, how long you can go. It's, so it's, 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 it's pot- is potency like how much cologne you've got on or something like that? No, it's like how long you can, you know, you, hey, it's how oh. long you can... Ooh. Yeah. Knock on, you, you know. Yeah. You know. Hello. Um, and uh, at character creation... The uh, potency score is literally just equal to your endurance skill, and after that, it's leveled up as an independent stat. Now, every time you do a sexual maneuver or get hit, you're going to lose potency. And to recover it, you can either sleep, right, and recover it over a lot of time, or you can recover all of your potency by taking Viagra. Now, what's amusing about this is you could be in the middle of a fearsome gunfight. You've shot your enemy full of fucking holes. He's leaking everywhere. Then you see him duck behind cover where he pops something in his mouth then charges out at you fully healed and sporting a raging chubby. Wow. So that's amusing, isn't it? No, it's, uh, it's pretty good. That's fun. Sean, Sean's face just then was a picture. It's image. Yeah. But it's that battle, Sean. It's, it's messy. Ba- Viagra. 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 It, they used it in World War Two. The Did Boner they? Brigade, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fearsome Warriors. I don't uh, think it was invented. The Native though. Americans, of course, first came up with it. Um, the Viagra pipe, oh, yeah. and they—that's why they were such fearsome warriors. Now there is a stack called Climax, right? But I can't figure out what it does. So let me just read the entry for you guys here. It says Climax, 
how long you can go before you um go. Only used in the second edition rules of the wild thing. Initial climax equals your endurance attribute to climax point, blah, blah, blah. And it tells you how to level it up. But I don't know what that means. I don't but know surely what... that would be linked to endurance, though. Because it, it just means how long it takes before you, like, reach... Um, reach the a, a, a coming jizz, point. A, a, the coming point, yes. I don't know how to put that politely. But, uh, but so. it's weird because it says it's it's only used in the second edition rules of the wild thing, which I don't know what the fuck that is. I, I, that might be something that if you... They probably planned an expansion, but then didn't Or it's a it. thing from Big Eyes, Small Mouth, the original one. That's oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that that's what it is. How long before you can um go. But then all of the other stats seem to be that as well. So it's, you've got three stats for... Uh, for jizzing. Forget it, for jizzing. But wouldn't this be like how long before you go? Surely that insinuates that any point a climax happens, it's like instant kill or whatever you're doing. Well, no, but then potency instant is also how long you... So presumably if you run out of potency, you're going to pass out midway through. Right? Uh, that's just you, happening and you can't whereas get if you experience. get to this that, then you're going to you're going to you're going to uh, flash somebody too soon that's what it is going to sliz on them too soon you're going to some sliz is happening a load of slunge up the walls um, but yeah now you have something called attribute alterators which are traits that alter your character's background physical appearance and whatever and although this isn't clear at all I think they can use to be gain to gain more character points by taking a negative one, or you can spend character points on positive ones. For example, penis, <laughs> just penis. How, how original! <coughs> so, if you want to have a higher appearance score, spend some points uh, to fattenate your wingding. And of course, a small one grants you more points to spend at the cost of appearance. So, for ladies. The stat of penis is not like the the cavernosity of your minch. It's just the the humble breast. The humble breast. So yeah, the first two in the game are penis and breast. Can you not like put points in bums as well? No, no. Uh, it's just penis and breast. Oh. Those are the only th- two things that matter in this world, and that we'll we'll talk about. Sean that later. actually looks upset about that. Can you not put points in bums? Oh. oh. He wants points. He in was bums loving it up clunch. until this point, and he's like, now you can't have a gigantic ass. Yeah, sorry, it's Sean. because of his favourite anime, Kaijo. Oh, no, don't bring that You anime. love that anime, man. Oh, no, no, that no. is a sports anime oh, about a new no, sport called Kaijo, where, pe- so where people use their breasts and asses to whack each other off of a sumo-type ring. I hated it. It made me very angry. And if and I recall rest. correctly, that was another case of you fucking up because you didn't watch the whole thing when we were oh, doing watched, it for our anime podcast. I watched six you did, episodes. You watched six episodes, then skipped to the end. Yeah, and then watch the last episode. Scum. Subhuman scum. Yeah, sorry. It made me depressed watching it, so... Anyway, with the breast with the breast thing, the bonuses are applied uh, exactly the same as that as the penis alterator, which is a great thing just to be able to say. And there are a lot of uh, other physical ones too, like cute, strong, age, or innocence, which is negative only and basically functions like varying levels of asexuality. There's one other one here that I think I'm going to have to save to the end because I do think it ruins the entire game already. We've only really just started. But uh, rather than make up our minds right now, I just want to, you know, show you guys what this game has to offer and we'll come back to this section in a bit. All right? But there's a host of alterators that are advantages only and ones that are disadvantages too. And examples of advantage ones include combative, where you fight better, and this comes in three levels, which are Ninja Turtle, Ranma, and Dragon Ball. Yes. What? I thought, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, so the highest level of fighting ability in this is just called Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. 
That's but cool. like a bit lazy though, if I'm honest. And also Yeah, but Goku's the most powerful man. He is, but like surely they could have had like like I mean they like just like, naming power levels after shows. I don't know. Yeah, but you get yeah, you, you get lazy. it though. Like Ninja Turtles, they're weak, they're rubbish, right? Yeah, you they're immediately rub- got the reference. <laughs> how they how they Ninja run- Turtles, they're shit, right? How are they shit though? Uh, uh, no, they're shit. But like Goku is well good. Yeah. But Ninja Turtles go- yeah. Ninja Turtles suck, man. No, they're all good. All of them are good. Right? Anyway, no. Basically, each level just gives you uh, an extra attack. So Ninja Turtle gives you one extra attack, with oh, Dragon good, Ball Z good. giving you three, which oh, is like sweet, yeah. one of those really shit. More like Dragon Ball Three. So. <laughs> Get oh, out! You're on fire, okay, James. Get out! Um, there's also Babe slash Boy Magnet, where you can attract uh, from D3 to 3D6 people. <laughs> Although the mechanics aren't actually in the document yet, and probably never will be, right? Because hope not. Well, this was made 21 years ago, which is worth talking about. So basically, this game is on version 0.5, and it's mostly finished, with the exception of some of the explanatory text and cost of certain alterators, right? So there does exist a 1.0 version uh, and like this one it's completely free but instead of being a PDF like this original version it was an HTML thing like an interactive website type deal and you know as it was 21 fucking years ago it's uh, simply doomed to nothingness behind broken links and I (laughs) couldn't find anything to do with it but let's talk about disadvantages right some of these are anime tropes so you've got crybaby unwanted love interest evil nemesis well you have an evil nemesis predictably and depending on how bad you go with this you can have to have up to a dozen evil nemeses 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 <laughs> which nemeses. is I just think it's quite amusing so like you, your level one character has 12 people that uh, is absolute nemesis like they fucking hate him <laughs> that's Sean isn't it that's him yes. um, and of course yeah. you have Nymphomaniac oh, no, and no, I'll just read bias. shut up um, and I'll just read the description of Nymphomaniac here which is uh, as follows sex 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 gag you need more sex than normal for a balanced well adjusted person like most of us internet types <laughs> does that actually say that it does yeah <laughs> what the hell no but he's self he's self effacing humour he's saying you know us internet types we're lame I don't think he's trying to be humorous though that's the th- yeah he is but it's self effacing it's funny it's funny-ish it's nearly funny yeah it's almost, almost I yeah. think it's great I actually yeah I've, I've, really I've got to be honest I did this RPG is no but weak. like you can tell he's a bit weird whereas like if I did it it'd be funny. oh yeah if you no Sean if you did it it would be exactly the same as this I'm not gonna lie if anything I don't know you just probably it would be exactly and it would be it. it would be half finished and it would just be yeah, it would yeah, be, that, yeah. be like, oh yeah op um what's op the boobies all oh, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang on a minute you know more about this than he does no, he told it to me. I saw him mouth it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. It's like a Greek person at a wedding. <laughs> it's at this point, right, that reading the book, I kind of felt like the game has sort of a cheeky sense of humour. Do you get me? Like, it, it, it sometimes explicitly talks about filth, but considering other stuff we've seen on this show, it's quite tame, right? Almost in a sort of carry-on sort of way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. At least if the sort of awkward way it's written is to be believed, where it will out and out say penis, but talking about endurance, it's, you know, it's like how long, you know, you can go for. Um, and I, I don't know, mate, it's, it's like, I feel like it's sort of got a uh, a little bit of a sort of fun sense of humour about it. It's not that funny, but do you see what I mean? It's not like explicit, it's disgusting filth like Tokyo Black. Yeah. I do think, though, that it has a bit, bit of trouble finding its place exactly because in the disadvantages and uh, area, you have sexual phobias and insanities. And this could have been an opportunity to, like, 
do a kind of cartoonish cheeky style like a fear of intimacy like you often see in animes right or a fear of women like could, could be done that in a cartoony cartoony way right or another example of the game is fear of prostitutes which could play into many situations in a comical way right especially for example if you're like shaking down a brothel for information and the workers are all like confident hard nuts uh, that you find yourself in a fight against you've got fear of prostitutes these guys are whacking you all over the head with all sorts of instruments. Yeah. I think that's quite funny, right? That'd you be, have a lot of opportunity for comical, cartoonish phobias. But then it includes real, quite harrowing fears, like the fear of rape, or <laughs> gays, or venereal disease. Like most of us are like, pretty scared of rape, I'd say. Not me, mate. <laughs> Not me, mate. I'm pro-rape. Well, I'm not. I'm not. That's horrible. He's talking about rape seeds, so don't... Yeah. But um, like, like the but it's, it's genuinely like those are things that in a, in your cheeky hentai anime game that thus far has maintained sort of a <laughs> sort of feel. Suddenly they're talking about actual it does, disgusting things. Yeah, it originally yeah. started off a bit Leisure Suit Larry, but then just turned. It turned into, into nice. nice. It it, it was Leisure Suit Larry. Then it was Bad Suit Barry. <laughs> oh, bad Boot Barry. <laughs> bad. Butt sex Barry. Yeah. Didn't you play Leisure Suit Larry because your dad had it? Yeah, he had a copy of it. Nice. <laughs> it was like one of the old schools with the floppy dicks. The best, the best. <laughs> well, in more ways than one. <laughs> Actually, not a terrible game, though, to be fair. Um, yeah, and under insanities, right? You might become someone who likes having sex with the dead. So that's nice, isn't it? Or eating fecal matter or having sex with animals. Why that's, does it have to describe that? The stuff I don't want to think about on the, on the regular But like the insanities basis. could be... The, but it could be... If we're going for a cartoonish style, which is the fucking point of the main game, right? The main BS, BESM one, right? Besom. Besom. Right, you could go for some pretty fun insanities. Like, what if you... Uh, I don't know, like... Because like, the insanities is like you kind of have a sexual fetish for something, whereas in the fears it's the opposite, right? Mm. So, but it, it just... It could be pretty funny. It could, you could do funny shit like, I don't know, like you're a furry or something. Like something, that, something that's easy to laugh at. Apricots mm. up the bum. Like, you, you have a problem, like, getting it up. So, you have to, like be feeding yourself Viagra every six hours and like the source is that funny because you know that might be something that you know us in real life it's not Not me obviously never but like you know know what I mean (laughs) but you know some people like some men really do it's it's sort of like a bonerish vampire type thing you know what I mean like you have to get you have to go out and get Viagra every six hours you have to suck you have to suck on the blood of somebody that can get no anyway it's quite a fun game mechanic it could be fun it could be fun but then they include these real disgusting ones in there that are just like no that's just gross it's not that funny Uh, in fact there's no way it could be funny but now is a good time, right? Because we've sort of realised that this game is... It starts off like, <laughs> funny, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but now it it's a like... Bit, a bit too let's much, go right? back to that other physical alternator I mentioned. Yeah, so one of the things you can earn points for to get more character creation points is being underage. Oh. You can be as young as nine, and for this you get some negative stat modifiers, which would be fine in any other game. But Zaratustra saw fit to put this into a game where your backstory can include a rape victim who diddles animals with a giant knob. And not only that, but it gets worse when you factor in what exactly the bonuses are for being nine years of age. And that included within this is minus four endurance, minus three charisma, plus four appearance. So according to the game's logic, uh, well, you get a point, right? Uh, 
You get the point. Right, yeah. Uh, ch- children. I was going to say something then, but I don't want people to clip it. So you get the point. Yeah. Children gain plus four I- appearance in this game. Um, I think you found the worst. The worst RPG. It might be the worst one. And it gets worse somehow, right? Because the description of this particular disadvantage also tries to almost justify the inclusion of children by saying that all characters in the game have entered puberty. Uh, right, right. So the justification. It's like that whole. Uh, it's like, like it's the whole. If there's if there's grass on the pitch, play ball. You know, it's like this like, <laughs> is where like you know in anime sometimes where there's like they're supposed to be a bit sexualized and it's well gross. But like oh, they're a thousand years old, but they look like a child. In this, it's not even that though. No, it's, it's just like, saying well, you know, they've entered puberty, and uh, so uh, you know, play ball. And it's like well, they're nine. They're nine. Yeah, and the and the nine year olds in this game get the biggest bonus to attractiveness, which is so the writer is um, a paedophile. Mm. Yes. Now it is possible that this was fixed in the lost version on the website, right? Coincidentally, if anyone has, has that saved, let me know because I'd love to see what changes were made in the full version if he came to his senses, right? But the idea that Zarathustra wrote this down in the first place, even entertaining the thought, is like it's pretty fucking gross, right? Because for me, like as a well well-adjusted normal internet person, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have ever even thought to put that down onto paper. No right no it's just because i'm not a fucking maniac i mean to be honest if any of us was ever inclined to do that not that we would be writing an rpg like this i feel like immediately just be like yeah 18 and above yeah uh, yeah you just uh, you just uh, the right at the beginning of the game you just play you play adults who so on and so on and so on Oh, yes, man. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Sean's quiz. Um, of course, Sean the, is so shocked. Why was that such a surprise? We do this all the time, Sean. You've never done it. I've listened to every episode. Liar. All right. All right. So, yeah, first question. Right. The world as we know it is, in fact, A. Yeah. Simulated by a large supercomputer and our consciousness is artificial. Or B. Yeah. Not material or tangible, but actually information and code. Hashtag quantum physics. But both of those are wrong. No, uh, Sean, you only got to pick one. Pick one. He could have made it more simple. Supercomputer. You, right, you so fucking idiot. Fucking I can't believe how theory. stupid. How, how stupid can you like, be? Like right. simulation. Oh my god! Bloody oh. hell! Ridiculous. Right. Next question. Right. So. Two answers, pick one. Yeah. The government are controlling us by A, that same mole we all have on our forearms, or yeah. B, 5G and vaccinations. 5G and vax. Fuck me, Sean, didn't even, it didn't, didn't even flinch. Not even, I mean, 5G is controlling our minds. But obviously, that is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard somebody 5G say and ever. vaccinations. Obviously, this not Sean, you need mole, to stop believing, you need, you need like to stop this. going on Reddit and believing the first thing you read. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because that answer wasn't even in the quiz. You didn't even say that. <laughs> I mean, probably. next question. Right. right, the Roswell crash in 1947 was yes. caused by a a flying saucer or b a UFO. 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 Ah, oh, sick. That's that's, a, that's ridiculous. That was actually a good answer, though. No, but there's Sean. It's you're so you just you just can't get off UFOs for one minute, can you? If you want, nah, not really. You really can't. I mean, you boy up. So I, di- I, I don't think that's true. Guys, I don't think that's is well, that's Sean, even Sean's, remotely true. Sean's a conspiracy theorist, and for yeah, the last I'm one, I'm a truther. Yeah. The last one, Sean. 
Ears open, good. The satanic panic was caused by A. Satanists, secret tunnels and witches flying through the air at preschools. Yeah. Or B. D&D, because all tabletop RPGs are Satanists, and Satan is the one true Satan. Uh, I'll go B. D&D. Because the first bit was How true. dare you do that to our beloved hobby? Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. How can how can RPGs be Satanists? You're killing demons in it. Uh, why do well, you always say these types of things? Why why do you believe such... Yeah, cut <sighs> deeper. Oh, can you stop with those fucking noises? No, no, <laughs> so, yeah, no genuinely, it's really annoying. I oh, know it's your birth... Put that down. <laughs> I don't think I've seen one of those, like, ever. Sorry. Now, there's a great number more disadvantages and shit, including tentacles, shape-shifting, shape-shifting or whatever, but you can see what I mean. That the, the, the whole, you know, underage element basically renders the entire game unusable and sad and gross. You know what I mean? But next we have the equipment section, and it contains some items which in normal situations would be very useful. It's just difficult to now separate it from the two pretty gross sections mentioned already, innit? Hmm. Um, handcuffs for example good for various things but also good for capturing bad guys lubricant for you know and so on and also good for slipping into narrow vents to steal some from somebody and it's basically anything that adults might enjoy after a couple of glasses of wine and a couple of episodes of the 3T RPG podcast but (laughs) now we're on to the how to play section right and it seems to shift once again back to the irreverent silliness of before which is weird and the book actually got a laugh from me when I saw that experience in the game is called Sex P. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the funniest thing in the book. Um, and in the rules uh, for engaging in this stuff, work works basically like mass combat rules in other games. It's not terrible, but it's not actually likely to ever be used at any table ever. But it's then that we get into how to earn sex P and basically multiplying shit based on what you do, who is there, who does what to who and so on. And I think officially signed, I officially signed off this game as completely irredeemable a while ago, but now I really officially signed this game off as completely irredeemable when I saw that including family members, virgins and children will multiply the sex P that you get even higher. Right. Yeah. Right. This is, yeah, definitely the worst one. It's the worst one. I think it's worse than Black Black Tokyo because at least that was a supplement not included in the original game, the child Mm. bit, right? Mm. What is wrong with people? What's wrong with people, Sean? Yeah, uh, you know, you have conspiracy a bunch theories. of bastards. Uh, is it the government controlling them with that mold that we have in our arm of five G and vaccinations? Or? And if it is, don't uh, bring it up, Sean. It could be the five G, I reckon. Oh, right. You idiot! Just it up again. <laughs> uh, but finally, though, we have a very, very incomplete setting in the book, and it's here that I wondered why he went for this writing style of nodding and winking towards certain things, then including a setting where you can basically rape people for fun. Uh, so the setting is about a paragraph. And it's just about people getting sex attacked all the time. <coughs> so that's, so that's, a, that's a good laugh, isn't it? And I came to realise this. I think that this idiot wrote this book in a manner where he did the paragraph headings first, right? And the broad descriptions of everything. Then added the gameplay elements later. So I think while he was testing the water and not entirely confident in his own fucked up interests, he basically wrote the plan. And that's why we have those somewhat fun overviews of things and humorous bits. And then, But later, when he was perhaps high or had shown it to some equally like-minded cunts. Probably uh, like quite horny at certain points as well. Yeah. And then he populated each section, which is why there's this kind of like tonal whiplash and, and complete dissonance in the component parts. So you end up with this character creation section, which is all about applying filth, to then including character creation options, which are explicitly awful. 
It's why you have some amusing character options alongside the option to play as pre-gens of very young characters from anime, like Asuka Langley from Evangelion, who is 14, and according to Zara Tustra, has plus one appearance. Tut. And uh, this is the worst game ever made, and I feel like I've ruined Sean's birthday. <laughs> um, do you think it's worse than Racial Holy War, though? Yeah. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when you so like when you talk about the hierarchy of, uh, of of you know terrible things to do, I think racism is bad, right? It's bad, but racism, but paedophilia is, is worse. Yeah, and then beneath that, being a furry. Um, yeah. So, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? So, so look, look as I was saying, right? Racists, they're pretty bad, but but it could be it could be worse. If you're if you're the type of racist that attacks people, that's bad racist. If you're the type of racist that makes an RPG, that's sort of like that's a cheeky racist, isn't it? That's like, it's not really like cheeky, hey, it's still shit. Hey, uh, you're, you're, oh, like, you, ca- cheeky cheeky racist, cheeky cheeky racist. We, we hate, hate you. you. Uh, ca- a, like a couch racist is definitely a lot less worse. And like, but what about uh, ca- see? But then you you run into this thing like. It, this guy's a couch paedophile and I feel like that is so much worse because <laughs> yeah, even having the yeah, brain that 100%. thinks about these things is a lot worse than being hateful where you could probably be changed in some way yeah yeah. Definitely. see yeah I, I, I'd probably say that being uh, as bad as it is being hateful as long as you keep it to yourself you're you, not actually you're not really hurting anyone but it, even except if for you feelings. keep it to yourself by being a couch pedo then um, yeah, you're just you are That's like still bad. you are. You're essentially like a monster. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Because um, any, I think any kind of um, well, I think the the worst types of pedos are the ones that are really lecherous like that. Because if they're just couch pedos, that means they're just in the corner all the time. And also, he's probably yeah. boiling up, and they're going to eventually do something. Yeah, that's what we always see in the news. And I, I did try to check to see if this guy had ever been in the news, but obviously never used his real name. So I might just email him. To be like, fair, mate, are you in jail? At as the well, like racial holy war was probably more of a complete game than this which is sad. that is saying something because yeah. that was a very incomplete game <laughs> um, and we don't know what was in that version 1 he might have taken this stuff out but you know it's, it was there we'll to begin see. with we're still waiting it's the fact that you would have to edit Why down not? from being a paedophile to then being like right some of this stuff's got to get cut should we take out the uh, some of the equipment section no take out the paedophile section but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's very very basic, isn't it? I mean, it's barely a game, and also, it's pretty it's pretty disgusting. And it, it feels like, from a writing point of view, it's also not very good because it's inconsistent. From a game point of view, it's not very good because it's unclear and unfinished. And uh, from a paedophile point of view, well, I guess if you are a nonce, it's pretty great. <laughs> but we're not, so it's rubbish. It's yeah. fucking shit. Uh, but it's uh, good review. Yeah, yeah, big breast, small you, waist. Big breast, small waist. We'll probably prefer to play. Um, I sort of thought I, I thought I thought this was going to be a bit of a laugh when I first downloaded it. I didn't want to go into it, but the trouble is, right, is that I wrote the review yesterday, so there wasn't really much I could do to sort of change course in the end. Sure, there's like there's nothing really wrong with making something. Oh, hang on. Like a sex-themed thing, isn't it? Like I no, mean, no, there, no. There really isn't because like we reviewed, or... we reviewed um, the book of erotic fantasy, right? And we thought that was going to be a laugh. That was the old three point five edition third-party supplement, and it actually handled a lot of stuff in either a funny way or a mature way. And also the one you reviewed ages ago, James. That was the one that was the Encyclopedia of Blue Magic. 
mm. where it was it was literally just a comedy product. So I, and some of the spells included like uh, zapping somebody's clothes off. That yeah. was the pathfinder. And then they, they had Mystic Pimp was yeah. one of the classes. Do you that know what I mean? It was good. It was alright. Yeah. But it's it, it, it's it's, it's, it's puerile humour. Yeah. But it's it's just trying to be funny. It's got nothing gross in there. I mean, it is, it is, you know, you the, the connotations know. of blasting somebody's clothes off with magic are stupid, but it's also, it's also yeah, semi-funny in the right setting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also just an actual useful spell. If you want to disarm somebody, I mean, that's pretty good. But it's like, but like you say, there's nothing explicitly wrong with doing something like that. But it's, it's, that it's almost never done in, in a decent or interesting way. No, you've got to take yourself a bit less Because the, the fucking encyclopedia of uh, erotic fantasy or whatever the fuck it was called, it included uh, the gestation periods and, and what creature would come out if two different monsters boned each other. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> actually kind of useful because if you get a, a, a dungeon that's populated by hobgoblins and bugbears, at some point, they're going to get bored, right? Yeah. What comes out? A bug goblin. A hog bear. Oh, I mean, that's mate. that's quite fun that's... for uh, uh, making your own beastery, isn't it? But it's yeah. things you might actually use yeah. out of push. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is no, this is nothing. This is worse. You can't than use nothing. any of it. Yeah, you can't use any of it because you'll go to jail. And also, it's not. It's just not that useful. I like the, I, I like a one with a cheeky aspect or one that's actually useful. And this isn't one of those. No. And in fact, they so rarely come up. That's the trouble. And you think there'll be a lot of coming up. <laughs> Alright, let's do some electro letters then, lads. Okay. In the future, you will be able to send a letter or parcel from anywhere on the planet. This, sir, is the electro letter. My phone's just told me to turn the volume down on my phone. Yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, right. So uh, yeah, that was a terrible thing. Uh, let's do some of your questions in uh, electro letters. So the first one comes in from Gurg. He says, "I want to steal your guest BBEG idea." Any tips on how to do it well? For those that don't know what a beebag is, it's a bit like Queequeg. <laughs> What's a Queequeg? Uh, a beebag. Oh, okay. A big bad evil guy, it means. So oh. we talked about, and it wasn't my idea, it was an idea I stole, but to have somebody guest and play the big bad for a night in a big battle, right? Mm. And he says, any tips on how to do it well? And I, I, I did mention at the time, so I, it was during the Deadlands campaign, and to include my wife for a change, and I know that she's incredibly competitive, I got her to come in and play a big spider monster and try and fuck the whole party up. And she, of course, took it very seriously and tried to really just genuinely out and out kill people. And if you want a brutal, brutal, no-holds-barred fight, this is the best way to do it. Well, as long as you know that that person would do anything within their power just to fuck people up. And also, yeah. like, the, they know that they're acting, like say, like a spider. Yeah, and but, but the thing is, it's not going to be biased, because they don't yeah. give a fuck about any of the characters, any of the backstory. They're just going to kill and do it and it's wantonly. Like di- it's like a different AI in a game. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and to be honest, tips on doing it well, just to, it's, it's just to understand the right placement of a use of it. Because it has to be, if it's the end of a campaign, or the end of a big arc, or something like this, that's where it's got to be used, because it's gonna be fucking brutal um i you can't really prime the person you just say look here's your abilities and this is what you've got to do and that way it's probably going to be one of the most fair fights you've ever done but it's not going to be easy um i don't think there are any real good ways to do it it's just it's going to be harsh and that's that but it wasn't actually a tip i got uh, that i made up it's one from uh 
hankering for an ale. Uh, the writer of ICRPG did a stream where he talked about monster AIs and actually I'd really recommend watching that video because he talks about a number of ways of doing it like flow charts and uh, complete randomness and things like this um, and uh, the example he uses is a beholder and he's saying just roll for every attack randomly now bear in mind there are some that you can just instantly kill you or turn you to stone he's like that's gonna it's gonna be fucked up it might even wow. be really easy or really hard but yeah imagine that you'd be hated forever yeah, definitely. If, if the dice gods decided, no, the players are going to die today. And in fairness, um, one of our players did not like it when I brought my wife in to, to play that. Oh, yeah, that he got real pissed. Because he thought I just brought her on to kill people, which really was her job. She was playing a monster. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and, it is, it, and I, she, she did kind of pick on them. He was closest. Yeah. That was literally all it is. Yeah. And it, she's the one playing it. I can't say anything. Yeah. So, and fortunate for you as well, because obviously we know historically that if you, where you, you could brought Millie into one of those situations, um, you're favoured on because you're the husband. But as you're the GM, then there's no favour towards you because she's just playing I'm, against I'm, the rest of us. She I'm hates feeling that like this is coming again soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, this play type. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, get yeah. million. Oh, uh, you know what? Because I've got all that made this terrain and stuff for MCC. I did say, you know, mostly we're going to do theory of the mind or use a vinyl battle map or whatever. But sometimes I might um, use the terrain for a big battle, mm. and I think that would be fun just to br- just to referee the game for one evening. Have her play the bad guys, you guys play the good guys. Mm. Although I don't know who the situation would be, but you would wouldn't be fun. you would you would be fuck. It wouldn't be fun, but it would. But that's not the That'd point. That'd be like um, be, work would be harder. It would be grueling because yeah. it would be like, like everything we know is how to play the game we'd have to throw out the window and be like right now how do we play against her how do we play against <laughs> her because she's she and she's really competitive and loves killing players like to a few times well, she's gm'd a, yeah it's a case of um uh, she still would have the mentality of um i'm gonna beat you and them. win yeah she would though she would she definitely yeah, fuck would fuck you up <laughs> i'm gonna fuck you up yeah yeah because she she, she tries she to win all the time she does she actually does every and time she, tries she just to, sits down i'm gonna fuck you up but she no she says i try, i win in situations where yeah. it was in a competitive situation yeah. and it's like so i do, she is a bit like that yeah. unfortunately she's like old school sean gm <laughs> Uh, the Greg Man, he says, Halflings and Dragonborns are likely the names given to these races by either humans or elves, depending on how you look at history, I mean. Really, who would call... who? Why would a halfling call themselves a halfling? Half to what? What do you think these races actually call themselves? The obvious answer is that halflings, they call themselves hobbits. Yeah. But, um, Talk into your microphone, Sean. Yeah, yeah, well... Uh, halfling covers a few different like the the hobbits river folk things like that yeah but river folk are just river hobbits yeah they're all yeah, hobbits. They are, yeah. yeah they're all hobbits but yeah, that's why I mean even they couldn't you know say river folk I mean that's uh, that's not that's not that bad but halfling halfling is like almost derogatory isn't it yeah River folk is just you just slip I think that they, they had to change yeah. it from hobbits because that was obviously a very it's a license yeah like the book is called The Hobbit you can get away with Orc because that's buried within the text but um, I mean that's the obvious answer but Dragonborn so it's like a dragon has sex with a woman which don't think about it but it's probably disgusting and out comes a Dragonborn right so it's, it's a, a man comes out of an egg right. and he's got a dragon so what but, but that's probably what people called him but what do Dragonborn call themselves or do, what do dragons call these you know half casts can't say that mixed race yeah, or half dragons. 
or yeah. scalies. Yeah, half dragons. Hadrigans. Ska- ska- Hugans. Muckblood. Dramans. Muckblood. <laughs> I, 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 well, I called them an abomination. No, going fucked up bloods. I think, <laughs> I think, I think scalies or Hugans or Dramans. Scalies. I feel like scalies is. That's a bit racist to dragons, I think, isn't it? No, that's probably no, dragonborns. That's probably like yeah, it's just dragonborns. Knife ears for elves, yeah. Um, yeah, but what? But we got to come up with an answer, though, man. Oh. Like, what would dragon, uh, dragonborn people call themselves? I reckon they just call themselves something like um, humans with armor. No, they probably would. Uh, just call... Humanly challenged. I think they genetically. Probably... Better. Diverse. No, it's quite simple. genetically better. It's quite simple to just call themselves Dragonborn. Yeah, it? I reckon they would. I reckon they would. Yeah. Well, would, no, maybe they'd be like because that is like differentiating. But what would you call yourself in real life? You call yourself mixed race. Fire human. Fire human. Fire boy. There you go. Something like yeah, that. Fire boys. Fire lad. F- yeah, fire lad. There you go. <laughs> more fire crew. The more fire crew. Oh, they that more fire crew. Uh, pistachio, <laughs> cultist of Sean. Uh, he says, <laughs> question. Up? I hate this guy. Word. I hate this guy already. No, he's cool. He says, question, since you twats are British and all that, have you played much RuneQuest? Seems popular with you lot. And it is. It's really popular in this country, but I've never even read it or know what it's about. Sorry. No, same. Anyone else? I've seen, like, the word somewhere. That's about it. I've seen Quest and Rune written separately, but together, you know, what would you call it? Probably a fireboy or something. Yeah, fire lad. I've played uh, RuneScape. <laughs> Shut that up. Helps. Owen the Greg Magician, he says, which RPG would you... What? Shut up. Which RPG world do you think you guys would survive the longest in? Which one will you die the quickest? Or IRL? Yeah. So you're, you're suddenly it's like fucking it's like one of those thousands of animes of the same plot. You're bam, you're ported into an RPG world. Which one could you survive in the longest? Um I would uh, so I'm oh, sorry, I'm gonna steal steal it first. Just because I feel like this plays in, in every of those anime um types, but I do feel like fantasy I probably survived the longest because I feel like I'd understand the mechanics more and therefore know to gear up loads and loads to That's a good point. You, like that day one you get a job, you get some money, hire some uh hirelings, yeah. maybe some fireboys in there. You and then get them down up, send them down a dungeon up. to get you a couple yeah. of magic items. Yeah. But you see um in uh Konosubo, for example, which is uh, that same plot he, no, he, he does that because he's a nerd and he mm. knows video games so mm. that's what he does he spends ages levelling up doing his like wood cutting skills to like get his strength up and then uh, and then goes down a dungeon so yeah I, I think that's a good answer sure. um, I, I did ha- have the same thought but then I realised that um, like even though I'm like we're sort of naturals at like you know thinking outside of the box for fantasy um, there is one problem with all of this we're not that hard. That'd be, that's what we're saying. We would go in and we'd spend a long time levelling up before yeah, going down Because if you had yeah. that world to live in, then presumably you'd have the ability to learn the new skills, Game get system magic, as well. all the stuff yeah. like that. Right? I'm so, sending hirelings down there. I'm not going down there myself. Just go to the pub, so, get some guys. I reckon if it's just proper flat, real life, don't have any of the abilities of anything, I honestly think in fantasy world I'd die first. Out of all of us? Um, no, just in general, as in like, I wouldn't survive long because if you don't have the abilities of people in those. Oh, like if you were as you are now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd just get fucked, innit? You'd arrive, someone would just be like, whoop, magic dead. But we'd know what to do in a world like that. 
Call We'd of accept Cthulhu. the easy quests. I reckon we could just wait until, like, basically... Just move out of Arkham, right. you'd probably See, be all right. I did think that, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah, it's it's around every corner. There's something that will make you go insane. Yeah, no, no, but also also the end of every Call of Cthulhu campaign is is huge and cataclysmic, and a big monster comes out, yeah. and that you could be in a different country entirely and get fucked by Just that. Just wait, wait for that though. We'll be alright till then. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You, yeah, you know, I suppose you could say it depends on how long it's going to be. But it, in my experience, not that long. Give it like two years. Like everything's popping off in Arkham, everyone's dying. But two years, the world's. I go Vampire the Masquerade. I get turned into a vampire, survive for fucking ages. Oh, that's quite good. Job bless. Job How about a made RPG? Just do everything to appease the. You uh, could die quite easily in that though, but yeah, not if you're sucking off the master. But yeah. you can you can die quite easily in that. Depends on the mode that you're playing. But if you went full chaos and suddenly got hit by a nuke, <laughs> that could just happen out of nowhere. Yeah, do you know true. what I mean? Uh, yeah. So we'll go fantasy because we we know it well enough. I feel like Shadowrun is also a good one as well. Just join. Just get a job. Just work. Join work a normal so. life. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, that's I'll actually one you could just blend in. Just work as a barista. You just actually work. could fully blend into that. You could just uh, go live there like it's a normal normal just day. Just become an NPC. Yeah. Oh, you could do it. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Become an NPC. It's sort of similar to Croydon in sort of crime levels, but I mean, well, what because of all the different races, like trolls and that. Um, Sean, you're such a fucking racist. No, not really. It's just uh, no, yeah. Becoming an NPC is the best way to survive. But in which world are you most likely to be killed as an NPC? Oh, yeah. and I reckon fantasy's got to be high up because yeah, well, the amount yeah. of fights that happen in bars, fantasy is proper high up. Uh, the fucking higher. You'd be sitting there in a fucking in a fantasy campaign, and a bunch of really annoying player characters would come in and just fucking beat you up for a laugh because you didn't give them a discount. Yep. So you'd need to pick a good job. So don't own a general store. Don't own a general store. Don't go to pubs. Uh, probably don't be a hireling. Maybe farming, because you're always providing. And they're nah, you off. players will come to the farmhouse and request large plates of food. And make fun of your accent. Yeah, and be like, oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon, I reckon Shadowrun's got to be the one. Become an M- NPC in Shadowrun, because it's dangerous, but only really for that corporate world. As long as you become a barista or work in McDonald's, yeah, but like even those guys get like screwed over. They might do, but uh, but fucking uh, Cafe Nero is much less uh, likely to be involved in the corporate war than say fucking Santander or uh, ING. Yeah, but like I mean, oh, I suppose the worst you get is like some angry angry Karen throwing your coffee. Like the, yeah, like Karen NP, like Karen player character, like mm. like your character Sledge, for example, might have grabbed a coffee and just been like, "I asked for a fucking latte." No, Sledge wouldn't. He's, he's... You he's, call us a cappuccino. He was quite nice. He More wasn't, like a cappuccino. I wouldn't say he was a nice guy, but he wasn't like... Um, no, he wasn't mean. No. Yeah. Right, yeah, become an NPC in Shadowrun. Kill the Gregses. He says, thoughts on the age-old groggy argument that the thief ruined D&D. People say having dedicated skills makes players focus too much on their sheet slash took away from the other classes' options on what they could or couldn't try to do. Like, can my fighter even try to pick the lock? Others say that codifying a way to do something mechanically was a smart uh, was smart and made stuff less arbitrary to settle. Personally, I like it, and I think Lamentations of the Flame Princess elegantly ironed out that issue for old-school basic D&D with a D6 skill system. It, it has. did not. Uh, yeah. I, actually, I actually really dislike the Lamentations one. It's simple, it's simple, but I find it too simple. It's too, it's too, it's too simple, and it's way too and slow also, to like, level up. It's very strange, because, like... You, it's uh, you got like a quite 
low skill pool but all of the skills like there's like a couple that are really essential and then there's some that are just like straight up weird well they're very close to each other aren't but, they like when yeah, yeah the pool yeah, so it's are, like you yeah. never feel like you specialize in anything and, and the idea that, that you just yeah, get exactly. what is it you you get is it two dots to spend at character creation then you never yeah. earn any more that to me is really fucking weird mm. or at least it doesn't include rules for earning more and i've know a lot of players how house rule that stuff but it's like that's kind of shit, actually. And I, I actually think, I actually think, and uh, sorry to suck your dick here, killed the Gregs's, but uh, I actually think that you did it best in uh, Cyber Sprawl Classics, where it was just this flat security role, and that's it. Like simple as that. Yeah. It's, it, it encompasses a big range of things. It just means you're better at it than other people. I think it's Cyber Sprawl Classics where he does that. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. um, and I'm, I know that's included in MCC as well with the Rover class, where it's like I think it's the Rover. Fucking on my memory, but anyway, like that flat bonus is a lot better, um, and I feel like the Lamentations one is elegant in a certain way, but it's lacking in a, in a lot of other ways. Um, I don't think it ruined D D, not at all. I think that fighter can try and pick a lop, a, a, a lop. absolutely you can. Anyone can try, you know. Yeah, yeah but you're but you're not going to receive the same bonuses that yeah. a thief is. No, it's just specialised yeah, exactly. because I think. We've over time we've learnt that you try your best um, in any situation. Like sometimes when, say for instance, Harrison will call out, and be like, "Oh, do do me a favour, rather smarts with this," and everyone will go, "Oh, actually, can we do it?" And be like, "Yeah, actually, everyone have a go." And or then that just help. Means, yeah, everyone gets like either a turn or an assistance to help bolster that person. Because it can even be the same as the fighter can be uh, handing him the right tools as he's picking the lock. Simple yeah. as that. Like he knows enough to get by in that regard. Like, I don't know. I, I The only thing is, I think in old school D&D, it was a percentage, right? And that's a little bit more difficult to go, okay, what percentage does the fighter have without just bullshitting something? Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But you could say that, um, I don't know, they have a tenth or a fifth or whatever, or they have a fraction based on their level. I, I don't know. The, the Nowadays, it's much easier with, with games that have more uh, robust a more um, uh, like centralized mechanics where it's like you can easily come up with a rule for somebody who's not a specialized person at it but can try it mm. just like uh, I, don't, I don't know like um, fucking uh, ICRPG is one that does it very well because it has the basic effort mechanic where everything sort of works like by by you know you in, in a game like that you usually roll to hit and then you roll damage and everything works in that same match so you roll um uh, a check and then you see if you hit it and then if you do you're then working down the quote-unquote hp of the lock right and the thing is if you're a thief you can level up the basic effort it starts at a d4 and you can keep adding bonuses and bonuses and bonuses it means that you're going to be able to unlock that 10 hp lock much quicker than anyone else but the fighter can still do it he's only got d4 effort mm. and you could even go okay he's smashing it with his fist or whatever but yeah. still like anyone can try it it just depends on how good you are at it and that varying levels i don't think it ruined D at all in fact i think it just meant that here's what this class can do because if all you could do is just sneak up and stab people it would be kind of dull i feel like it also just allowed uh, players at the table to work more collaboratively because imagine if you were fucking jack of all trades you'd be like i literally don't need you like i'm just gonna do everything piss off yeah. You could have some players like that. And DCC has a really basic, uh, uh, elegant way of doing it where it's just like, if it's linked to your job that you've got a character creation, roll a d20. If it's not, roll a d10. Simple as that. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Because that's simple. Anyone could try anything. You could get even boost up your way up the dice chain by doing certain shit. Yeah. But yeah. 
Sean, what are your thoughts? Basically agree with everything James said? Um, no, like, uh, um, I think that, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like you said, anyone can try anything, but, um, yeah, you just got to, you know, I mean, it's going to be easy for a, a thief to, like, bam open a door, like, pick it open, but um, if I might try and, like, chop at it, like, barge it or some stuff, but, you know, like, uh, you could be, like, a jack of all trades, but you're not going to be very good at so you're basically saying you agree with everything we said. Nice. Um, I also think I also think that roles in dungeon crawling games are important. That's just uh, not not roles as in rolling the dice. That's more important, if anything. But um, having your assigned roles where people do stuff, if it does mean that a fighter really cannot attempt security stuff, I'm still sort of okay with that anyway. Yeah, I, it's I like, agree with that too. Because you you in any kind of uh, scenario like that, especially you know at at the table you need people to work together because what are we all doing? We're contributing to the same story and we're trying to make it inclusive. And an easy way to make it inclusive is to have a diverse set of characters where they have to collectively work together to achieve the goal. But there's always been this argument where people say, oh, but you need to have one of this class, one of this class, one of this class to be a good team. It's like, you don't. No, you could it have also a team depends of, what you're doing. Yeah, and you could have a team of all fighters, right? But yep. you go down a dungeon, that just means you're not the type of team that picks locks. Yep. End of story. It doesn't That's matter. It. You can have different variations of the fighters where, for instance, because you can have a fighter who's decided to gain the skill of lock picking. Because, yeah. you know, uh, in, in most games, you can have the ability to gain feats or whatever it is. Multi-class as well. Yeah. And so if you, you can that. have all the same, but all the initial, say, standardized, uh, stereotypical party made up of different classes and all that jazz... That just means it's more rounded and you can start uh, like doing dungeons and, and ticking off loads of areas a lot quicker and efficiently, I think. But then also but having a party where that's not the case can be a good laugh. Yeah. At the moment, we've got no healer on the team in MCC. Yeah. So I mean, and know, that's, that's deadly laugh. as fuck. Uh, right, we've got one last question from Pistachio, cultist of Sean. He says... Uh, What's up? He says, do dungeons belong in a sci-fi-themed RPG? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, that is it for today's episode. No. Um, he says, or is it an unnecessary anachronism? No. I was, look I was recently looking at anomalous subsurface environment. Good. And uh, I was thinking about how well it would fit into a game like MCC. An anonymous sub... Anomalous subsurface environment. So it's... Um, what like, talking like a ship or something. Uh, something underground... So, so anomalous subsurface environment specifically oh. is a mega dungeon, uh, oh. a very good one actually, and it's um, the, an anomalous subsurface environment suddenly turns up uh, somehow beneath the surface of whatever world you're in, and it would be perfect for MCC, but oh, it also yeah. can turn any fantasy campaign really into a sci-fi one. Uh, but no, yeah, I dungeons absolutely have a place, man. No, I think dungeons have a place in anything because I think there's a, as much as we say, for instance, uh, regardless of what we're playing right now, um, as a group, if we're just um, above town and just sort of playing out our uh, day-to-days, doing a lot of downtime, there's nothing more fun than having a section where you can delve deep into something and explore Try an and area. look for shit to nick and, and kill yeah. people. Somehow kill dungeons... Things like in that sense that you said like always end up in games anyway well because so. because um in tough guys even in the adventure that's included in the book um there's a section where you fight your way through a warehouse 
and in Yakuza Like a Dragon, for example, there's the sewers, which is a bit of a ham-fisted way of doing it, but then there's also parts where you're going to an enemy gang's office building that they own and making your way up it, fighting all these goons. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. look at fucking Warrior King, right? Mm. If that was broken down, that that one camera shot segment, that's a fucking dungeon. I mean, uh, In terms yeah. of the manner in which it plays, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a dungeon crawl, but you're going up, up the levels derelict spaceship or even just a regular spaceship that you're docking and then taking over that's a dungeon crawl because you you're know, going to be going through fighting all the crew right technically yeah, even in yeah, Call of exactly. Cthulhu when you're just doing some research and say for instance just going down the tunnels you're not necessarily battling against monsters but you're dungeon crawling to try and find information yeah exactly I mean it's 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 all just it's all a manner of uh, how you see it isn't it I mean yeah. I think all games uh, it, not all but like a lot of games include them just not calling them that yeah. sort of thing and I think they definitely have a place because it's always think about any fucking any fucking major sci-fi thing that's ever come out right even uh, I, and I don't really like sci-fi stuff I'm sorry to say even though MCC is a brand of sci-fi which I like um, but uh, District 9 is one of my favourite yeah. films and that bit where he uh, eventually gets the uh, alien blasters and that and he's running through the fucking weapons company to like ripping people up left right and centre that's a, that's a dungeon but it's always like a test of your skill and your test a test of like the party as a whole isn't it so it's yeah like, and that, that comes up in a, in a lot of games yeah 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 I, I think it has a place especially in sci-fi especially Uh because fucking Star Wars has has things that could be de- deemed that you know fucking Cause, cause other sci-fi things. Dune, I've never read it or seen it, but does that can it probably does? I'd imagine sci-fi is something like fantasy you can mess with a bit, like so. There's a bit of leniency on lore and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and if if you ask me, way too much, and that's why it's mostly shit. It depends. Star Trek, depends. Star Trek Next Generation, good. Future Star Wars. Wars awful Futurama's good Futurama's great but that's because it uses the trope of being able to do absolutely anything in sci-fi yeah I mean Next Generation was good because it was almost like it was it was the thinking man sci-fi yeah but it was also funny as well unintentionally sometimes more, normal Star Trek was more funny than Next Generation was okay yeah but uh, yes the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Definitely hey. yes. Yeah. Hundo, hundo, hundo. We've got one last question. It comes from um, Lamp Cut Plant. Joe. Lamp, Lamp Plant Screen Table. And he says, Sean, what the fuck was up with all of that stuff earlier when you were saying about like, uh, like conspiracies, conspiracies and that? So. Completely unprompted. Uh, I, I just, you know... It's like, well, you got to say stuff, you know, you got to speak up, you know. Uh, what if, you know, that guy who invented the room, he didn't speak up, you know, like... Um, the guy who invented the room? Um, like the first Neanderthal that ever put a door on something, because that's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donnie Trellbeck or whatever his name Tommy is. Wiseau. <laughs> that's it. And, uh, and I, I think Wiseau, that, I that's think that when, you, do you, do you, when you say somebody's written a film, do you usually call it Invented? No, not really. But uh, he... Sean, can you fucking stop doing that, please? <laughs> but yeah, it made it sound better. Shut up, Sean! Alright, I guess that's the end of my talking bit. Good. Shall we do the outro? Thank you for your questions, everyone. They were fantastic this time, of course. No, no, quite good. 
Yeah, they're really good. I hope you enjoyed the uh, well or disjoyed the. Um, the I hope main you disjoyed the main subject. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah. No, I love the main. No, right. I mean, no, 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 save this for the outro. We're not talking to you, Sean. We're not talking to you, Sean. We're talking to the audience, innit? Audience, yeah. Right. Hi, this is Tommy Wesel, creator of the room. Let me introduce you to the new Joker. So that's the alarm exactly. that's the, the alarm sound the alarm if you'd like to get in contact with us google our name free to rpg wait a minute before we do the contact details sean if you had a nice birthday uh yeah it's been it's been good do you feel like james mocked you a bit with that quiz yeah a little bit um look it wasn't all my idea also no because you were the one that gave did gave the answers also so the loud, really it's your fault the loud sudden noises like i like noises but it has i to be, like noises it has to be that is the that's the best <laughs> contribution that's probably the most divisive thing you've said all podcasts it has man. to be on my terms though isn't it i like noises <laughs> <laughs> For example, uh, the time when you pretended that there was a bird in your locker in the swimming pool. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and James, you can't move with that. James, believe me, yeah. Is true. there? Sean, we, <laughs> Sean we, do the noise. <laughs> and James was like, and Sean was like, um, there's a bird in my locker. And James was like, is there? We were children at the time, to be fair. Yeah. Well, like almost adults, I'd say. Shut up, you were, because you're vastly older than us. Yeah, you're four years vastly older. Vastly older. You are vastly four years Sean, older. you're so That's... close to being 40 now, it's unbelievable. Yes, so are you. And you're still a fucking weeb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sean, if you any last. As it's your birthday, I'll let you do a sign off before we do the contact. Alright, so. Shut up. Alright, James, contact info. Alright, so contact info, free trpgpod at gmail.com. You can just look us up on all the socials. We're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitborg, we're on the InstaFace. And um, we're also, if you'd like to, check us out on uh, Patreon. Uh, donate some money to us because we definitely would uh, appreciate it. You know, you've got to pay for our food and electricity and all that shit. And. Um, Lastly, but not leastly, check out Drive Through RPG Free Tea RPG Publishing. You're lucky because uh, I had to stop doing the noises at the last minute there because the app came up with an advert. <laughs> that's that's perfect timing then. All right, well, I've been Harrison yes. Hunt. Sh- yeah, I've been Sean Hunt. I've been. He jumped right in there, didn't he? I've been James Clark. And uh, remember that that uh, D20s are cool, but 20Ds, now that's a good time. Yeah.